I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is the second part of our conversation with Jaya Sharma. Jaya is a queer feminist. She has been part of the women's movement for over three decades, and she's also part of the bondage domination sadomasochism, also called the BDSM community. We have been talking to Jaya about consent, and in the previous episode. She left us with some gems like we have the right to say no only when we have the right to say yes and however messy our desires are and they are messy hmm. consent need not be messy and must not be messy in this part she'll tell us what exactly she means when she says that doing consent does not have to be messy we'll also talk a little bit about her upcoming book fantasy frames sex love and indian politics and how understanding messy desire can help us understand the politics of extreme polarization i'm saying that the nature of desire and the uh, way we do consent is linked mm. i'm saying at present globally uh, it's a bad situation because messy desires are translating into messy and often bad ways of doing consent but that need not be and that must not be so right messy desires will always be messy desires but consent need not be a messy uh, process you had earlier spoken about a maybe so how does maybe then fit into the scheme of consent being not a messy process doesn't maybe make it messy or is it the other way around before we move on to how to negotiate uh, consent okay. if we can understand a bit more uh, about the messy nature of uh, desires that i want to actually uh, draw upon research that i've done for my book hmm. and i conducted an anonymous online survey hmm. um with about 30 people hmm. and uh, so i asked them to share with me their kind of dirtiest hottest fantasy Hmm. and it was wonderful because the online space made people feel secure enough to very honestly share their fantasies right. and there were all all sorts of fantasies that, that that emerged you know all the fantasies shared with you were all about erotic uh, sorry or sexual fantasies they were sexual fantasies okay. yeah hmm. Hmm. and there were also fantasies about uh, wanting one's boundaries to be uh, pushed hmm. to be made to do things that we don't like to do or that we are not allowed or we don't allow ourselves to do yeah so there was a whole range of fantasies being uh, shared hmm. but the common thread uh, was the high level of discomfort about fantasies hmm. 
in which we want the other person to push our boundaries or where we want to push the other person's boundaries right and uh, the the primary thing that emerged was how can i have fantasies like this right you know and it was so troubling for people and these were both feminists and non feminists activists non activists so it wasn't a particular type they were all urban yeah but uh, so i think we need to understand that our desires are can often be very uh, disturbing and then what do we do with that uh, how how then do we negotiate consent so i just want to say that there has to be a deeper level of okayness with our uh, fantasies because fantasies by their very nature right. will be uh, involving some sort of taboo right right because as bruce fink who's mm. a psychoanalyst uh, says it very succinctly mm. he says prohibition eroticizes okay so it is precisely that which is taboo that we find hot that we find right. erotic right so the thing is that if i have a fantasy it could be a fantasy about anything and i don't need anybody's consent to have a fantasy right the i can fantasize about anything no fantasy is wrong we should not judge ourselves uh, for our fantasies but the thing is that if i want to enact that fantasy then i need uh, the other person's uh, consent of course another adult uh, we need uh, the other person's consent but i think before that even before consenting uh, doing consent with the other we need to consent to our own desires right right so consent is not just consenting to the other Mm. consent has to actually begin with consenting to our own desires what is it that i'm feeling okay with right <laughs> what is it that i definitely don't want right what is it that i want to explore right that kind of consent doing consent with our our own our desires own right. has to be the basis of then doing consent with the other right is there a way in which we can sum this up what consent really is then what's it about so if i can draw upon your field of uh, journalism mm. uh, and i know that from other journalist friends as well that uh, you know you have these 5 uh, w's right so i want to do 4 w's and an h right uh, so uh, in terms of why uh, what uh, who when of consent and then a h a how of consent right so in terms of why consent consent not just for prevention of violations but for erotic fulfillment hmm uh what in terms of it's not just no it's also yes it's also maybe right who not just the other but also ourselves when all the time it has to be a continuous uh, process which takes me to the how hmm. uh and i want to draw upon my experience in the bdsm community and share the idea of the safe word okay. so if me and the other person have a predecided word uh, uh which could be something as simple as red that if i say red the other person has to stop instantly and unconditionally right which actually opens up the space for all kinds of exploration uh, which opens up the space for the maybe 
right and also gives me the security that when i want something to stop it will stop immediately right without the other person uh, checking in with me constantly. <laughs> constantly so basically all the way up till red yeah right okay fantastic now before we before we wrap this up jaya now that you're here and we have you over here i really want to know a little bit about your book and the premise of your book as we had uh, you know as i'd mentioned this earlier on uh, you're working on a book called fantasy frames sex love and indian politics and in it what you're arguing is um you know that we need to understand the basis of desires uh, especially at times of extreme polarization of politics as what we're witnessing right now please expand on that so i want to use consent as the take off point okay i'm not doing that in the book but since sure. that's our conversation yeah and i think uh, the uh, the main theme is that of uh, uh, safety and adventure Hmm. uh both in the erotic and in uh, politics so safety and adventure and adventure look i'm looking at them together okay so for example consent is something that can make us feel safe enough okay within ourselves and with the other person or people to undertake adventures okay you're talking about this as like emotionally feeling emotionally safe you're talking about psychologically safe yes okay hmm uh and uh, and of course physically safe i mean so safety in multiple ways yes okay hmm. so and in the rest of our lives this combination of safety and adventure is very difficult to come by hmm. and as esther perel who's a belgian uh, therapist who's worked with couples around the world hmm. uh, she points to this reality that why uh, is it that many people who are in monogamous relationships maybe marriage will find safety in their primary partner hmm. and will find adventure in affairs that they have outside of hmm. marriage hmm. she's not judging here but she's she's drawing our attention hmm. uh, uh to the fact that safety and adventure is a combination that doesn't come to us easily and we can't even handle it very hmm. uh, easily hmm. right but that's just one example i mean safety and adventure kind and i'm sure has the interplay of safety adventure happens uh in multiple realms in our life right yeah and that's exactly uh, what i'm trying to uh, show that in politics too hmm. and especially in authoritarian uh you know leaders or in uh, extremist ideologies uh, they offer us this combination of safety and adventure mm. so that authoritarian leader mm. gives us a feeling of safety mm. uh, and security in us uh, collective psyches mm. that you know when they say that this is how it is this is how it's always been this is how it should be this is how the other must be punished right. you know all these very categorical kind of uh, that you know that is a recipe for uh, for actually making us feel very secure oh this leader this ideology they know they know exactly what they are talking about and they will do what they are talking about you know mm. so it it creates a sense of uh, of security mm. and of course uh, authoritarian leaders and ideologies offer us so much adventure uh, and when i'm saying adventure I want to say that there are all kinds of adventures that might not look like adventures. Okay. Including fear, including self-sacrifice, including hatred, including violence. Mm. All these are adventures that have an erotic charge. Mm. If I can just use the example of sexuality, mm. uh uh you know and if I can uh, uh put on top 
uh, if if I was writing a chart, okay, if on mm. top I can write erotic fulfillment, mm. there are many routes to erotic fulfillment. Right. Pleasure is only one route. towards erotic fulfillment yes. and erotic just to be clear is not referring only to sexual here erotic is referring to a charge yeah. right that yeah. one feels yeah. like about when, anything yeah when mm. you can feel a certain kind of a high you know and it's a psychoanalytical particularly a psychoanalytical concept right the idea of the erotic is that right yeah but not only of psychoanalysis but yeah the eros yeah, okay. is an important uh, uh, idea in uh, psychoanalysis okay, okay so what i was trying to say is that if erotic fulfillment is a sort of a goal there can be many routes to it pleasure is only one hmm. uh, for some people it might be uh, pain for some people it might be uh, a humiliation for somebody it might be that the other person is controlling them Right. Uh, that can be their uh, route uh, uh, of erotic uh, fulfillment right. and i'm not talking only about the bdsm community right as i was saying in the book the survey that i did was only a few members of the bdsm community i'm saying our fantasies can teach us a lot right our fantasies can teach us that it's not really only the pleasurable seeming things that turn us on okay so that's in the realm of um, the the sexual if we move to the realm of politics we can see that it's not only the leader who gives us the jobs and who give us gives us uh, uh, you know uh, the material things that we uh, need not just the pleasurable uh, things uh, that we need uh, right. uh, that we follow who we adore it's also the leader who makes us feel fear who makes us feel fear of the other right Uh, who makes us feel uh, that oh my god we've lost our glorious uh, uh, past we have to get it uh, back again uh, the the leader who uh, gives us a, a kind of a, a a reason to feel violent hatred towards the other i'm saying all these are also erotically uh, 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 charged but the one difference is that in the realm of the sexual the uh, consent can actually make us stop so whether we're on top of the roller coaster mm. or we're or we're at the bottom of it in the dip mm. uh, we can uh, use the power of consent and get off that ride but in politics that if that adventure turns into a disaster uh, there's no uh, uh, easy way of getting off that ride right so that's actually given us a lot to think about and i believe your book is expected towards the end. end of this year right yes okay fantastic i can't wait to read it thank you so much for coming and talking to us jaya this has been a very fulfilling conversation <laughs> <laughs> on that note thank you for listening in if you would like to reach out to jaya then you should reach out to her on twitter she is at the rate jaya notes n o t e s right yes okay great you can also leave your feedback at ht smartcast on twitter instagram and facebook bye This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.